There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good afternoon. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Tuesday, June 22nd, and these are the top stories the Chi team is watching right now. Well... We kind of figured this would not happen. The U.S. probably won't reach its goal of having 70% of adults vaccinated against COVID-19 by July 4th. And you know what? The White House is admitting it, too. Instead, the Biden administration will have met the goal for certain age groups, mainly at people above the age of 27. It will take a few more weeks for adults 18 and older to meet the target. The Biden White House thinks they were unable to reach their goal because so many young adults don't believe that they need the vaccine. It's not surprising that people around Trump caught COVID, but it is surprising how many did. Almost 900 Secret Service members got COVID under the Trump administration. According to government records obtained by Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, the majority were either special agents or in the uniform division. During the first year of the pandemic, then-President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence went against public health guidelines at the time holding large-scale rallies and multiple trips with Secret Service protection. An inquiry by staff to investigate COVID policies within the Secret Service was reportedly blocked by the Department of Homeland Security Inspector General, who was a Trump appointee. Because the Inspector General was unwilling to look into the matter, it's impossible to know exactly how many agents contracted COVID-19 because of the Trump administration's refusal to follow guidelines. However, it appears that the number of positive cases was far higher than the government previously reported. Eight protesters were arrested Monday during a climate change demonstration outside of Republican Senator Ted Cruz's home in Houston. About 60 to 70 people in total were there, according to police after a small group of people trespassed onto Cruz's property. They were supposedly given multiple warnings and, quote, an ample amount of opportunities to leave the location. Finally, eight protesters were arrested after cops allegedly gave them a final warning. In February, demonstrators gathered outside of Cruz's home, demanding that he resign after it emerged that he went on vacation to Cancun while thousands of his constituents were suffering without power during a massive winter storm. Then, in April, busloads of protesters made another stop to his house due to an economic crisis in Texas during the COVID-19 pandemic. Safe to say, Cruz seems to be a favorite target of Texas protesters. Put your lunch aside for a second. A high-security jail in rural New South Wales, Australia, has been evacuated because a plague of mice has run amok. The rodents have caused so much damage that more than 400 inmates and 200 staff were being moved to other prisons so that the Wellington Correctional Center was cleaned up and made safe. Australia suffers regular mice plagues, but the current one, after a long drought followed by heavy rains that produced a record wheat crop, is thought to be the worst ever. Numbers of the rodents have reached up to 1,000 per hectare, which is a little less than two and a half acres. A 44-year-old math teacher and track coach who describes himself as a follower of Christ allegedly posed as a teenage boy and coerced at least two underage girls 
to send him nude photos of themselves. According to prosecutors, when the girls resisted his follow-up demands, the teacher threatened to send the compromising photos to the teen's friends and family members. The teacher, who has taught at both North Callaway High School and Hatton McCready Elementary in Fulton, Missouri, now faces five felony charges, two counts of production of child pornography, one count of cyberstalking, and two counts of interstate communications with intent to extort. If convicted, he faces 15 to 30 years in federal prison and a fine up to $250,000. His online coaching profile says that he is a husband and father of three. His wife teaches in the same school district. A group of archaeologists have reportedly begun digging up the bodies of 10 Native American children who died at a U.S. boarding school more than a century ago. It will cost the Army roughly half a million dollars a year, which will include transporting and reburying the remains after a special ceremony to reunite the deceased children with their family members. The project began on Saturday at a cemetery on the site of Carlisle Barrack. It contains more than 180 graves of students who attended Carlisle Indian Industrial School, which was a government-run school in Pennsylvania for Native American children. The school opened in 1857 after being founded by an Army officer. As many as 10,000 children attended before it closed its doors in 1918. Students faced harsh treatment and disease at the school and were forced to assimilate by cutting their hair and speaking English. Yeah, this was pretty racist. An Ikea in Atlanta made people pretty upset after creating a special Juneteenth menu. And let's just say that it was quite insensitive. The menu, which the store told employees was intended to, quote, honor the perseverance of black Americans, included dishes like fried chicken, watermelon, and mac and cheese. Yeah, that's just pandering the most obvious racist stereotypes. In response, staff called out of work. One employee said, quote, you cannot say serving watermelon on Juneteenth is a soul food menu when you don't even know the history. And if that wasn't bad enough, black employees said they were not included in the process of creating the menu. After the damage was done, the store's manager emailed an apology to workers and the location created a revised menu. One customer said they were, quote, disappointed in the learning process. You shouldn't learn after you have insulted all of your black employees. The Emmys are starting a new trend and allowing nominees to opt for a performer label on their nomination certificate or winner's trophy instead of actor or actress, which identify them by gender. The move comes as Hollywood redefines how gender is incorporated into award shows. Last year, Billions actor Kate Dillon, who is non-binary, wrote an open letter to the Screen Actors Guild leadership asking them to remove gender-specific categories from their award shows. The Primetime Emmy Awards will announce its nominees on July 13th. So far, it is unclear whether any actors have opted for the performer label for this year's submissions. That's all for today. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. 